Do you want to set your child up for success? Is tutoring out of your budget, or perhaps you're someone like me who just wants to save money on private tutoring? Is this a big school year for your child? You know, maybe they're starting kindergarten or middle school. Maybe there's another milestone coming up. Or maybe your family moved. Oh my gosh, I moved so much when I was growing up. And the kids are starting a new school. Or maybe your child is ahead and just not getting challenged enough in class. Well, IXL Learning is here to help. IXL Learning is a fun online learning program for kids covering math, language, arts, science, and social studies. It's powered by advanced algorithms. IXL gives the right help to each kid, no matter the age or the personality. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. That's right. It is school approved. So make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And how to be fine listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com slash fine. Visit IXL.com slash fine to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Again, that's IXL.com slash fine. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. Hey, by the book listeners, Kristen here. Did you know that you can receive a weekly by the book affirmation mini plus the rules of every book that we've lived by? It's easy. All you have to do is become a member of our Patreon community. To learn more, go to patreon.com slash listen to buy the book. Again, that's patreon.com slash listen to buy the book, or just look at the episode description from today's show. The following podcast contains barnyard language and some adult content. So, maybe listen on headphones if you're at work or around small children. Now, here's the show. Hey, Kristen. Yeah, Jolenta. We've reached the end of our ninth season of By the Book, and you know what that means. We are finally going to go on that cruise I won during season one. Right, Jolenta? No, 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 no. That was never real. (laughs) (laughs) It's time for something else. Oh, it's time for another Buy the Book season wrap-up. Of course. That's right. It's time for our Buy the Book Season 9 wrap-up. This is the first of our current crop of bonus episodes. Every other week between now and Season 10, we'll be releasing a new bonus episode. That's right. 
And before we get to today's bonus episode, we have a couple of announcements. Announcement one, if a bonus episode every other week isn't enough for you, reminder, we have a Patreon with lots more content. You can get the rules of every book we've lived by. Plus, we have weekly affirmations where we talk about a quote that's moving us and then riff on it and maybe spill a little juice. You never know what's going to happen. Plus, now we've added a list of things making us happy each week. So all of those can be yours for a small monthly donation. To find out more, visit patreon.com slash listen to by the book. Or you can just look at the episode notes in today's show and there will be a link. Yes. And our book, How to Be Fine, What We Learned from Living by the Rules of 50 Self-Help Books is now available in three, count them, three different formats. We have your hardcover, we have your softcover, and of course, we have the audio version where you can listen to Jolenta and I talk like we're talking to you right now. The book has loads of behind-the-scenes stories from the show and stories from our lives outside the show. So please get your copy of How to Be Fine wherever books are sold. Get a copy for yourself. Get a copy for someone you love. And now that those announcements are out of the way, let's get this season nine wrap-up started. Whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa. As usual, what we're going to do is go through each book in the order we lived by the books. And we are going to say what stuck new revelations, and what was pure torture. And Jolenta, our first book of the season was, of course, Burnout, The Secret to Unlocking the Stress Cycle by Emily Nagoski and Amelia Nagoski. Jolenta, you go first. All right. What stuck was me saying good job to myself at physical therapy and sometimes other places. I got to say, Jolenta, that was so touching when you did that. I think that was like the most hitting me in the heart part of that episode for me was listening to you do that. It was beautiful. I'm glad you're still doing it. It makes me really happy. It helps. And it's like, it's a fun way to like mark progress or not mark progress. (laughs) Just mark like existing. Like, I love it. New revelation. It's not new. We've encountered this before, but authors are real people. (laughs) (laughs) We're authors. We're real. Look at us. And they like reach out and interact. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm like, I guess we put our stuff out there as much as they're putting their stuff out there. I don't know why I forget this so often, but authors are real. And uh, Emily Nagoski, you're real. Thank you for listening and like taking the time to like share even more of your thoughts with us. Thank you. We're so lucky. Yes, Emily Nagoski, thank you so much for reaching out to our Facebook community for interacting with our listeners, just for being so great. We really, really appreciate it anytime authors are like that, which, you know, it's happened a few times before, but it's always great when it happens. So I love that revelation, Jolenta. All right. What was pure torture? What was pure torture was just, you know, something that happens a lot. Being reminded of all of those big structural things that we need to change in order to make everyone feel less powerless, but also being powerless to change those things and just feeling like the weight of that kind of shit, like the bikini industrial complex and like human giver syndrome and just like, you know. Yeah. Sometimes remembering all that is pure torture, like all at once, being like, I can't. But it's also important and we need to look at it. But sometimes it can be too much. So for me, for burnout, what stuck? 
it's really important for Dean and I to do those little check-ins where we just hug sometimes, just for like oh. 10 or 20 or 30 seconds. And I was really reminded of that recently because I was sick for quite a few weeks and I didn't even want to touch anybody. But as soon as I was feeling slightly better, Dean just made sure to take time and hug me each day as soon as I was <laughs> even able to sit up straight. He, you know, made sure to give me hugs and it was such great medicine. It was really, really good just to be reminded, oh, of course, yeah. Daily hugs are good. I, I know this in my heart, but right. it's nice to always bring that back. That hug thing stuck for me, too. I'm remembering Brad and I, like, hug after a fight, and I was, like, sniffling, and I was like, we have to hug for 20 seconds. <laughs> and we did. Yes. And it yes. was nice. <laughs> good. Good, good, good. New revelations. This one really, really surprised me, but some of our listeners are way more lax about mask wearing than Jolenta, you and I, or Dean, or Brad, than any of us are. Since releasing this episode, we have received some email from folks who feel Dean and I were way too critical of the people on our flight to Arizona who didn't want to keep their masks on. Several people have written in saying that, and I guess I was really surprised by that. So mm. yeah, that's a new revelation. Didn't expect that. My mom complained when she was moving to New York about, like, part of her flight where she's like, someone asked me to keep my mask on while I was eating. And I was like, between bites? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, oh, I would have asked you. To, that was probably to. Kristen. Yeah, I'm like, wait. <laughs> You've met Kristen face to face. You would recognize her, right? <laughs> and then as far as what was pure torture, um, honestly, trying to put together the actionable steps for this episode. Mm. The book explains how to complete the stress cycle, but it's kind of vague and soft about how to do anything else. Like, how do you tackle the source of stress itself? Right. So it was a lot of reading and rereading everything with a fine-tooth comb to find anything that was actionable. You might remember that, Jolenta. It was a lot of work, this book. It really, really was. All right. Up next, we have Atomic Habits, an easy and proven way to build good habits and break bad ones by James Clear. Ah, uh, yes. Proven? We'll see about that. Okay, Jolenta, <laughs> <laughs> let's start with you. What stuck? New revelations. What was pure torture? What stuck? I'm still working on not being so overbearing with my mom. <laughs> I think that's so admirable. It's hard. I love that you tried to do like a relationship change in this rather than just like the kinds of habits that James Clear uses as examples in his book. Yeah. I'm working on, you know, trying to not like take things over and like waiting to be asked for help and like offering help when appropriate, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and like and accepting Brad's help when he'll be like, Joel, like, take it down a notch. She's a grown woman, you know? Like, listening <laughs> to those those pointers. Like, that's all stuck. That's very admirable. Yeah, Thank relationship you. dynamics you. are hard. It's tough, you know? New revelations. This book got me thinking about how I've almost grown to distrust books with random graphics <laughs> in general. You know, like words with arrows and circles around them and, you know, cycles of things. I know it's there, so it will make more sense, but I don't know. I'm a visual learner, and I feel like they make me confused at best, distrustful at worst. And that <laughs> book just really got me thinking about it. I was like, oh, no, here come the fucking graphics. <laughs> I was like, whoa, what's, what's that? 
And what about torture? What was pure torture? Like, identifying habits as, like, bad is never fun to do. And this book was about definitely qualifying certain behaviors and activities as, like, good or bad. And sometimes, even if we're doing, quote-unquote, bad things, we have good reasons. Or, like, it's because, you know, it's the only outlet we have that we think we have. What, Jolenta? Life's not just a binary? It's not. It's not. (laughs) And so it's hard. Yeah. (laughs) How about you? Well, for me, I'm sorry. I'm going to be a bummer here for a second. Mm -hmm. But sadly, what stuck was my obsessive thinking for several weeks after we were done living by this book. I kept finding myself tracking things like... I'm almost about to start crying talking about it. Tracking my calories. No. Miles walked. And other things James Clear tracks for himself, it really made me miserable. And Dean and I had to have several talks after this episode, not just in the episode which you heard. But Mm -hmm. um, I'm getting emotional thinking about how bad this book was for me. Oh, that's Uh, so—I'm so sorry. It's so scary to think of, like, how fucking, like, tracking shit can lead to tracking other shit and making you feel, like, out of control with something that's supposed to make you feel in control, according to a book. And it's just, like, fucking annoying that he doesn't acknowledge that it doesn't work for everyone. (laughs) No. And that is a good segue, Jolenta, into my Mm. new revelation. Thanks to a listener, I learned that tracking isn't just a trigger for me, but for pretty much everyone with a history of disordered eating. So Mm -hmm. this whole time, I just thought it was like one of the things that sets me off, but it makes so much sense. No, it's not just me. I'm not an island. It's lots of other people where it's part of a bigger puzzle. It like has to tip off something in your brain that you used to be really good at. And it just like turns that switch back on and you like start going. I have friends, like, who have had struggled with disordered eating, and, like, once they have a kid and they start having to track all the shit for their kid, it starts, like, triggering stuff, and it's just the tracking itself, and it's so wild what it will do to your brain. Yeah, so thank you to that listener for pointing that out to me, and it just, it made me feel like, oh, it's not just me, it's not just me, so I really appreciate that. It's so nice to know you're not alone in a boat, even if it's a shitty boat right now. Yeah. And as for pure torture, honestly, all of it, but especially Mm. the insistence (laughs) throughout the book that we're never good enough. And he repeats that over and over again. Every week, be meticulous about tracking everything. Every week, look back at the ways that you're falling short. Every week, look back on what you did the week before and the week before. How are you progressing? How are you still not good enough? Keep in mind, you're never good enough. You always have to be 1% better. Did you actually make yourself 1% better this week or did you not? Are you failing? Are you doing what's quote unquote bad, as Cholenta said? Right. And it's like, wait, hold on. There are ways to motivate yourself that aren't driven by like fear and anxiety. Yes, exactly. It it was just, it it was a tough book. It was terrible. And I think everybody already knows how bad that was for me. It was a terrible, (laughs) terrible fit for me. (sighs) Yeah. Let's move on to another book, please, Mm -hmm. Jolenta. All right. So the next book we lived by was Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway, Dynamic Techniques for Turning Fear, Indecision, and Anger into Power, Action, and Love by Susan Jeffers. So Jolenta, let's start with you. What stuck? I liked that no-lose model. Like, you're not in a win-lose situation. Oh, my God. Spoiler. That is also what stuck for me. Of course, because you love positive things. I should have (laughs) known. (laughs) No, but continue, as you were, Jolenta. Right. Well, it's like, I have found when I feel defeated, 
I give up super easily. Like, I think a lot of us do. (laughs) And sort of forcing myself to find a lesson in this quote-unquote failure or not taking myself too seriously makes it a lot easier to try shit again as opposed to just beating yourself up about, like, what you did wrong over and over again. Nice. So that's been sticking a bit. New revelations. I think TikTok is hard and I'm old now. (laughs) (laughs) Jolanta. Like, I keep being like, oh, I got to, like, move the TikToks to Instagram. And I'm like, sometimes I just can't even fucking look at TikTok. Like, I don't want to. Oh, my God. Okay, first, I have to correct you. The whole idea of being old when you've only legally been allowed to rent a car for 10 years I'm sorry, you're, you can't say you're old if you've only but, been able to rent a car for 10 years. It's the first, like, social media app I've encountered where I'm like, I can't, I don't get it all the way. <laughs> I like watching the things, but I can't make it. <laughs> That's not true. People wrote in and they said they watched your TikTok. They did. No, no, I know. It's just, it's not what I want it to be. And I can't make what's in my head appear on the TikTok paper, if you will. Wow. I mean, these things take time. You're hilarious. If you you. want to keep doing it, (laughs) go for it. If you don't want to keep doing it, you don't have to. But regardless, I know you're a superstar and you'll make it work if you want it to. Thank you. All right, let's move on. Enough TikTok. What was pure (laughs) torture? The amount of things we were supposed to write up and remember. (laughs) Like, I love a good saying or two. I'll tattoo it if it's amazing. But not a billion (laughs) that you have to, like, constantly refer to in, like, a giant legal pad full of sayings or something. Like, it's too many. You didn't like those 200 affirmations on your refrigerator? If there are that many affirmations and rules, like, (laughs) you need to trim it down. It was a lot of affirmations. How about you, Kristen? How are we feeling about Feel the Fear? All right. Well, we already talked about the fact that I agree with you on the no-lose model. Mm -hmm. It's great. I wish I would have been introduced to the no-lose model about 80 years ago. It would have made my life so much easier. You would have been many negative years old, but I understand (laughs) the sentiment. I'm a golden girl at heart, but... It would have been nice to know about this a long time ago and to implement it. Not that I can change the past, but new revelations. This is not a revelation so much as an update, so I hope you'll let me kind of cheat on this one, Jolanta. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember the Operation Santa program that Dean and I did while we lived by this book? The one where we answered Santa letters for children Mm -hmm. in need? Well, I recently got a note from Operation Santa, and I found out that we were one of 24,972 people answering letters this year. And that just blew me away. So I guess it's kind of a new revelation from the United States Postal Service. Thank you for writing me and giving me an update. And thank you for letting us participate in that program. I just loved it so much. I really loved being a part of that. That is so sweet. That one gets me. I'm just so glad so many people are giving kids toys. What was your torture? (laughs) Okay, so what was pure torture? Uh, Surprise, surprise. Anyone who's listened to the show knows I hate the law of attraction. Mm -hmm. And oh boy, the final like 25% of this book is essentially just like law of attraction Mm -hmm. stuff. It's Uh, just all about like, it's mindset, it's mindset, it's mindset. Mindset of the people around you. Oh God, yeah, that Mm -hmm. was torture. I don't even need to elaborate on that. We all know I don't believe in that nonsense. I don't believe that thoughts become things. I don't believe we attract the bad things that come to us. Nobody who gets cancer deserves it. No, no one's thought it up. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's discuss, Jolenta, the path between us. 
An Enneagram Journey to Healthy Relationships by Suzanne Stabile. Mm-hmm. What stuck? Well, Kristen, I'm still trying to remember to take a deep breath before letting my big four emotions take over. <laughs> that big four energy, you know, sometimes it bubbles up and, and scares people, makes it hard to listen to my words. So when I feel that a boiling, I'm like, hey, take a breath. All right. Try to communicate, not like express, you know. That sounds healthy. That's great. Thank you. Thank you. New revelations. I definitely wish we did an Enneagram book about individuals because it seems like that would have given us a clearer picture on who we were or answered some of the questions we ended up having from the book. But also, this book was voted for a ton, so like the die was cast. Yeah. Y'all out there wanted us to do a relationship version of an Enneagram book, and that's what Mm -hmm. we got. Yep. Mm -hmm. Relationships, Mm -hmm. not individuals. All right. What was pure torture? Pure torture, honestly, was people being surprised that Kristen didn't like (laughs) this book. Like, we know her by now. It is season nine. We know she's going to get quite literal with the text. We know she hates people being put into categories. Obviously, she was going to take this too far slash hate it. Like, why are we surprised? I know it's a bummer if you love Enneagrams, but it's also not surprising if you love Kristen or at least have listened to her a bit. Hey, I tried, and I don't think I took it too far. I think I just took it, as you said, very literally. Mm-hmm. Everything was Right. Literal. She's super literal. That's her jam. That's the shtick. I'm the lazy one. She's the literal one. If we're picking L's. Lazy genius. Ooh, I'm oh, getting ahead oh. of ourselves. Oh, yeah, yeah. Gotta save it. All right. All right. What about you, Kristen? The path between us. All right. What stuck was Dean's aversion to the Myers-Briggs. I mean, Mm. I feel kind of bad. Like, I yucked his yum in that episode because he said that he liked the Myers-Briggs because it was scientific and it was the only typology he actually enjoyed for that reason. And then if you remember in that episode, I was like, it's not scientific. It's a mom and daughter who just categorized all their friends. And After that episode, Dean did more and more research, and he's been like, yeah, you were right, Kristen. That was shady. And he's just very pro-science, and Mm -hmm, he hates mm -hmm. pseudoscience. So, uh, yeah, his aversion for the Myers-Briggs, it has stuck, and he still hates the Enneagram. So there you go. That's what stuck. New revelations, Jolenta. I took a Harry Potter typology quiz on BuzzFeed and found out what house I'm in. Mm -hmm. Do you want to find out what house I'm in? Oof, oof. I mean, are you a Gryffindor or a Hufflepuff? (laughs) Well, I first have to just disclosure here, admit that I didn't understand like 90% of the questions. Uh, You don't need to. You just vibe it. So it's like, oh, so if your parent sends you a howler, what's the howler for? And I'm like, I don't know what a howler is. Yeah, it's a letter. You can infer. You have reading comprehension. How would I infer that? Okay, and then— What else are your parents sending you? And then it's like, if you're in the room of requirement, is the owl doing this or this? And I'm like, what owl? What is a room of requirement? It's the room of requirement. Whatever you require, Kristen. I I don't know. I mean, these are just two (laughs) examples. There are so many examples. But you don't need to know. I I used to take these kind of quizzes all the time, like in high school you just like go with the vibe go with go with your gut (laughs) all right well with that disclaimer out of the way I will now tell you I am over 40% Hufflepuff okay interesting interesting that was your highest percentage yep yeah I believe it Hufflepuffs are smart I've been told that we're kind of happy and stupid bubbly I would (laughs) say you're not stupid you're really smart when you need to be 
oh, that's a nice way to think about it. Okay, okay. That's way better than what I was told by somebody else. Just like, la, 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 I'm happy. No, no, no. You're <laughs> happy on the outside and enjoy the lightness when you get a chance to. But you are like sharp as a whip. I know, sharp, is that what the saying is? <laughs> Words have lost all meaning suddenly. <laughs> I don't know. Let's go to the room of requirement and find out what you meant. Oof, oof, I need a book on sayings in that room. <laughs> right. Right. What was pure torture? Focusing constantly on my supposed faults and shortcomings. I mean, this book, The Path Between Us, was it really the path between us or was it the path between me and everything that sucks about me? Because that's what that book felt like. It was a total bummer. I did not enjoy that. I wish that like at least a third of the book could have been about some good qualities that I have or you right. have. At but... least it told you what sucked about other people too? No? <laughs> <laughs> are you sure you're not a Hufflepuff? Look at you looking on the bright side mm-mm, there. Mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> Hold on. What are you, Jolenta? I don't even know anymore. I used to come up Gryffindor. I feel like I'd be a Slytherin now in, in my old age. Ooh. I don't even know what that means. But It, it sounds... means I'm like a little evil. <laughs> oh, that must make you way more fun at parties. I don't know. We got to take a break. This is out of control. Yeah, and we're talking about the wrong book again. We keep going right, back to right. Harry Potter. We didn't live by this book at all. <laughs> or sort of we did. But we'll get to that in a second. First of all, we need to take a quick break. But while we're taking that break, why don't you look down at your phone and tap on those little stars, write up a quick little saying so people can learn a bit more about the show and maybe, you know, maybe you can pique their interest. So rate and review us when you get a hot second, like during this break right now. Here's to the paper pushers, the rush hour warriors, and the gotta get awayers. Trade the daily grind for a place to unwind, where you can rise with the tide and roll down the boardwalk, where you can eat french fries for lunch and ice cream for dinner, where your only commute is your walk to the beach, where every day feels like Saturday. Ocean City, Maryland, somewhere to smile about. Book your trip at Oceocean.com. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. All right, we are back with our season nine wrap up, going through all the books that we have lived by, telling you all the deets. And we are continuing on with the lazy genius way embrace what matters, ditch what doesn't, and get stuff done by Kendra Adachi. Kristen, let's start with you. All right. So, what stuck for me? Our beverage station. You may recall in this episode, we moved my kettle, Dean's espresso machine, all that stuff to the breakfast bar away from the main kitchen area. And everything is still there. And it's fantastic. Yeah. I am so grateful we have this fun social beverage station to meet at now. And that we have more room in the kitchen to work. So thank you to Kendra Adachi for that one. Yeah. New revelations. Not a new revelation, but a new proclamation. Please, self-help authors... If your book is more than 10 steps, 
please go back and double check to see if your book should really just have seven steps because there's a chance that a lot of your steps are just repeating each other. That was the case with this book. And this book had more steps than any book we have ever lived by on the history of the show. I was just looking back at those steps again, and I'm like, oh my God, these steps are all so much the same step. And a lot of things to do in a book with lazy in the title. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Thank you. What was pure torture? For me, it was all of the patriarchal gender roles. I said it before, and I'll say it again. Mm. Why is the author doing all the work in her house? She has a career just like her husband, but it's somehow all up to her to do all the childcare, cooking, cleaning, home management, etc. Why? Yeah. What is going on here? It was just absolutely maddening. I hated it. I hated it so much. I hated it. But Jolenta, let's get away from my hate and let's move on to you. What stuck from the lazy genius way for you? All right, what stuck is our last person on the couch has to tidy up the couch before bed rule. That has stuck. Nice, nice, nice. The person who last was enjoying the couch needs to make it look presentable for the morning. Love it. And Mm -hmm. new revelations? Uh, Functional gifts forever. I love functional gifts. I love getting them. It's what I want to ask for forever. It's what I kind of want to give forever, although, like, I will give otherwise if requested. But I like that they will be used, and they show that you, like, really, really know the person, you know? Like, my sister-in-law loves her fucking drill, which, like, is a funny gift, but also she, like, can't get enough of it. It's the best, and I need to do it more. I think that drill was a great present. Thank you. What was pure torture? Oh, remembering the week I had to live with my mom when Brad didn't even have COVID. (laughs) I did so much labor for her all while everything was fine. (laughs) Oh, God. So, yeah, just to clarify for any listeners who didn't catch it, it was a COVID scare because Brad was exposed to somebody else with COVID. It wasn't a COVID diagnosis for Brad. It was just a scare. Just a reminder of that. It was a scare. We had to wait for test results to come back. It's like, I have no immune system. And it turns out it was all for naught. Glad we did it. But listening back, it's like, ah, oh, I didn't have to do all that cleaning for my mom. <laughs> all right. Next book. You're Not Listening. What You're Missing and Why It Matters by Kate Murphy. Kristen, you're up. All right. So what stuck for me, I am still trying my best to listen more. I'm not always succeeding, but I am trying. And I'm specifically not feeling constantly obligated to keep the conversation going. Like, it's Mm. not my job. And as anyone knows who listened to that episode, I've always kind of felt like it's my job to, like, keep the conversation going. Don't let there be awkward silences. But I think I'm doing a lot better at just letting conversations be. I don't have to be the cruise director here. And I'm really appreciative to the book for reassuring me, like, I don't have to do that. That's not my job. And it's so much more fun when I don't do that job. I learn so much more. I feel like a more intimate connection with whoever I'm talking with when I just let that job go. New revelations, sadly, and I feel bad about this, I think I've become more aware of other people being terrible conversationalists. Like, Mm -hmm. I already knew that certain people in my life, whenever I saw them, would do 90% of the talking. We all just have those friends, right? Right. But I feel like this book gave me a little less patience for them. Kind of like when we were living by zero waste home, and oh, I yeah, suddenly yeah. got way less patient with all my coworkers coming like, back. I can't, from, I can't with all the packaging. Yeah, it's like all of you people with your plastic bags when you get a snack, when you get a coffee, when you get lunch, you all have a million plastic bags. And 
I remember getting so impatient with people during zero waste home. And impatient's not even the right word. I was becoming very judgmental. And I think a little bit of that has snuck Mm, in mm -hmm. with me judging people's conversation styles if I feel that they're selfish conversationalists. Fortunately, that's not too many people, just, you know, once in a while. Just a few. Just a few. Nobody we know. Nobody we know don't want to. Just, just a few. All right. What was pure torture? Sitting silently and listening to my friend Eric Sassol while he <laughs> criticized me and my opinions was really tough. And I still look back on that as one of the tougher things I had to do this past season. That was wild. <laughs> it's, you know, it's tough to invite people to just, like, criticize mm-hmm. you while you sit there. It's no, tough. it was. I mean, I mean I'm mean, i sure it's it fine for some people who have more, like, if they have stronger fortitude than I do. But apparently I don't have all the fortitude that I would like. So it was kind of torturous. Yeah. But, Jolenta, what about you? Let's talk about your experience with You're Not Listening. What stuck? All right. What stuck? Gossip. (laughs) Um, I love the idea of gossip as like bonding and helps you like sort out values of the people around you. And it's not just like shallow surfacey like badness. So that notion of gossip is like something to help connect is really uh, stuck with me. Nice. What about new revelations? New revelations. I've become obsessed with watching bad interviews. Similar to you, Kristen, with the not listening, but I, like, get a thrill out of it. Like, (laughs) especially if you're watching people on TV, like, so many people don't listen, even though their job is to, like, ask a question and then listen to the answer. Or they ask a question that goes, like, in the direction they were thinking, not the direction, like, they could take the interview to make it more interesting. Like, and I just love being like, you're not listening! (laughs) (laughs) They are a pleasure in their own way, bad interviews. I will I'll say that. They can be really funny sometimes. Totally. What was pure torture? Not talking for a conversation just sucks. (laughs) Even if it's shit I don't care about. Like, it sucks to be like, this is a social experiment. And it's like, I also feel like it's a weird thing to try. Like, the more I thought about it afterwards, I'm like, it kind of feels like you're pulling a sneaky one over on the people you're not talking back to. Because you also can't tell them you're trying it because then it, like, will ruin the experience for you. It's just, I didn't love it. Yeah, I didn't love it either. And I'm just going to jump in right here now and say, Jolenta, you are a fantastic conversationalist. So when we don't get to hear your sparkling personality, it's not as fun. Wow, I appreciate that. All right, let's move on, shall we, to the power of ritual, turning everyday activities into soulful practices by Casper Kyle. Kristen, what stuck? All right, so I am still going on pilgrimages to old places. And by that, I mean, if I'm going to a place I've been before, I try to read the plaques or see it in a new way rather than just treat it like a place I've been a million times. And I got to say, treating places like pilgrimages, really fun. Yeah, love that. New revelations? New revelation. Jolenta, did you know your library card can expire? Yeah. I didn't know that. Every card expires, right? Oh my God, I had no idea. So you might recall in that episode, I was reading a book by Octavia Butler for personal Mm -hmm. enrichment. But then when I went back to the library to return the book and check out another book, I found out my card was expired. And this was like a huge revelation for me. I just had no idea a library card could expire. Like, why would it expire? Like, it's not like a credit card where my credit changed. I mean, I don't know why it would, but I feel like they do. I don't know why. But mine is renewed now for many, many more years. Good, Sweet. Well, there you go. Easy peasy. (laughs) (laughs) What was pure torture? 
I'm just going to say it, nothing. I really loved living by this book. I enjoyed it. Nice. Even all the religious stuff I was able to tolerate, I, I really enjoyed this book. But Jolenta, let's talk about you and your experience with the power of ritual. Tell us what stuck. What stuck for me was my nap routine that I set up. You know, my timer, my change of clothes. Like, I kind of love it. I use it many days a week. And uh, it's just made naps and, like, the transition from nap to being an awake human again, like, a little smoother. Nice. I loved that nap part, and I loved the way you treated it, like you just taking care of yourself as opposed to a shortcoming like you used mm. to. Yeah, exactly. And that sort of uh, leads into my new revelations, too. Oh. The idea of just following your instincts or following what you like as wellness versus like what society says as wellness. Like really liked that where it's like reading Real Housewives quotes can be wellness. Like it doesn't have to be reading like philosophy quotes. You're allowed to follow your interests and that can be considered taking care of yourself even if it doesn't run in line with what like the mainstream considers taking care of yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And pure torture was Frank not wanting to frolic in the snow. <laughs> he literally ran away from me, and then I had to, like, re-listen to it over and over. <laughs> and that's torture. Like, he, he normally loves it. He frolicked again, like, later that day. But, like, just at the first fresh powder, I wanted him to go wild, and he was like, fuck this, fuck you. And that was torture. I see that as Frank complimenting you on the beautiful home that is warm and inviting <laughs> that you've built for him. He loves that home so much that he wants to run back to that home away from you in the snow. Yep. That's how much he loves he that home. He ran home and he threw a tantrum at the door of our building, barking <laughs> and barking. Ugh. All right, last book, Kristen. Ikigai, The Japanese Secret to a Long and Happy Life by Hector Garcia and Francis Morales. What stuck? So what stuck is mushroom farming. Dean and I are still having such a blast raising our mushrooms, cooking with them, trying new recipes. They truly bring us so much joy. And if the people on Okinawa, if this is what they're doing when they're doing their vegetable gardening, I can see why they live so long. I would live for a long time if I got to keep on doing this mushroom farming. It is such a joy. I love it. <laughs> that was very cute. Uh, if you check out Kristen's Instagram, K10 Minzer, there are a lot of mushroom pics flowing. <laughs> I'm trying not to go overboard. I want to take pictures of my like, babies all the time. Like, I know they're your mushroom babies, but— <laughs> They are my mushroom babies. I love them so much. <laughs> uh, new revelations. Do you remember, Jolenta, how nobody smiled back at me and Dean mm. when we were walking around the neighborhood and I was right. trying to get everyone to, you know, nod and smile back at me? Well, this is not exactly a new revelation so much as just kind of a reminder. Like, I think I had amnesia during the winter, but now that the weather's warmer and sunnier, I'm like, oh, that's right. People smile when it's warm out and when you're wearing like a sundress, mm. but they don't necessarily want to smile at you when it's like 30 below zero and you're wearing snow pants. Yeah, when there's wind chill and like ice pellets in your face. Yes, yes. It's like maybe they're just staring at the ground because they don't want to get like snow in their eyes. And I, I feel like I get reminded of that every spring. Like, oh yeah, everyone in New York gets super happy in the spring. Right. Everyone looks up again. Like yes. they're not afraid of ice and like. <laughs> yes. Uh. Yeah. So, so I feel like my smiling experiment would have gone differently if it wasn't winter when we lived by this book. And what was pure torture? It is a tie between 
the complete disorganization of this book because it was a clusterfuck. It was all over the place. And the otherizing of Japanese people by the authors, yeah, yeah, which yeah. was maddening. Both of those things were just terrible. I don't know which was worse. I hated them both. But Jolenta, let's get to you with our final book here, Ikigai, What Stuck? Well, I still keep a running list of procedural tropes for no reason. <laughs> but they're still a-flowing. Nice, nice. And uh, new revelations. I just started thinking about this. Should I be keeping, like, a sitcom trope list <gasps> or, like, a reality show, like, trope list? Like, I should be expanding my lists, <laughs> even though they are for nothing. <laughs> But are they really for nothing? They make we you happy. We don't know yet. We don't know. We don't no, know. No, but even if it's just your own joy, isn't that a good enough True. reason? That could be enough. I could just be making my lists forever just for me. <laughs> and what was pure torture? Basically, like you said, the book format had me all over the place and confused about like what the actual point of each chapter was. Like it did the book no favors. And then again, like a book sort of quantifying another culture's way of life, especially when the author is not from that culture, is just dangerous territory. Yeah. So I just got to say, it seems like we agreed on a number of points with we all did. of these books, but. I am so curious to know whether or not, at the end of the day, you chose the same books as I did for best and worst book of the season, but we're not going to tell you yet because it's time to take another quick break. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun, and that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. All right, everyone, we are back, and it's time for us to name our best and worst books of the season, season nine. Jolenta, let's start with the books that we loved the most. Let's start with you. Okay. Book I loved the most. Kristen, it was a weird tie. <gasps> Ooh, a tie. I don't think you've ever tied before, have you? Uh, maybe. I don't know. Well, let's hear them. All right. So basically, You're Not Listening is the first one that comes to mind. Like, I just really liked all the lessons I took away from it. It was, like, well-written, well-structured, like, enhanced both of our lives. Just overall good book. Also, Burnout just kept coming to mind. And I'm like, it's been a slow burn for me. If I may uh, use some burn. bad word play. Um, <laughs> like, it's the book I've been thinking about the most since reading it. And its advice about stress cycles has lingered, you know, because even though I hate thinking about all those structures in society that we have in place that may keep people down, like, you do inevitably have to cope with it to live life. And just the advice kept creeping up. So I'm giving, I'm giving my tie to burnout. 
Wow. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. is a surprise out of left field because you had a very mixed reaction to the book I when know. you first lived I by know. it. Wow. I think I wanted it to solve all my problems because I was so excited for it to come out. And, like, I didn't give it a fair shake almost. Hmm. How's about that? Well, how about you, Kristen? What's the book you love the most? Well, I don't want to copy you here, but— It's not a copy if it's true. It is true. It's true. I really loved You're Not Listening. I really did. I'm still trying to listen better. I'm still learning to be a better listener because of this book. It really made my life better, and I feel like a lot of people would benefit from this book. I most certainly have. So thank you to You're Not Listening. I really want to do better, and it's helping me, I think, do that. Wait, what was your favorite book? I wasn't listening. (laughs) Hold on. Did you just say something? I'm sorry. Were you talking to me? Mm -hmm. You weren't (laughs) listening either? (laughs) Damn it. You got me back. (laughs) All right. Let's move on to the books we hated the most. Ooh. Ah, Fill the world with hate, Jolenta. Let's Ah. fill it with hate. (laughs) All right. I'll go first. Book I hated the most. Feel the fear and do it anyway. There were too many sayings, and I don't like when blamey things get mixed in as motivation, whether it's just sort of negative self-talk or, like, blaming people for negative outcomes when they, like, have worked their asses off. It's just not great. Yeah, very, very fair points. For me, I think this is obvious. I think everyone knows Atomic Habits was not good for me. I hated living by the book. I hated the aftermath of the book. I hated tracking myself every single day for two weeks. I freaking hated that book. It was so bad for me. Very, very bad for me. Goodbye, Atomic Habits. No more tracking habits. (laughs) It's my sad wire hanger, Jen. I caught it. (laughs) Thank you. You threw it at me? And I caught that hanger. I did, Mommy Dearest. If anyone knows they're made for TV movies, it is one Kristen Meinzer. (laughs) Oh, yes, I know it. I know it as well as you know Harry Potter. Moderately well. (laughs) (laughs) And that's it for this bonus episode of By the Book. Huge, huge thank you to our production team at Stitcher for making us sound so good. Our producers, Chantel Holder and Corinne Wallace. And thanks to our engineer, Marcus Ham. Thanks also to Nate Wyda. He composed our theme song. And thank you so much to the Rizzos. They performed our theme song. You can follow us on Twitter at Jalenta G, at Kristen Meinzer, and at By the Book Pod. We're also on Instagram at the same handle, By the Book Pod. Until next time, I'm Kristen Meinzer. And I'm Jalenta Greenberg. Thank you so much for listening. Bye bye. Stitcher. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. And that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com.